and welcome to the Not Your Type podcast, aimed to uplift and empower everyone in the diabetic community, from supporters to professionals, and of course, those living with it. Hello, and welcome back to the Not Your Type podcast. I am so excited to be back, y'all. It has been quite a while, and I needed a break from everything. I still have some more to edit before I'm all caught up. But this is the first one I'm going to be posting again from my hiatus because it's a very special episode to bring us back in. If you are listening on Monday, October 3rd, 2022, it is my 23rd birthday. I'm so excited to be coming back on my special day and have a birthday-themed episode. I'm turning 23 this year and... It feels kind of pointless being 23. There's nothing that exciting about 23. So I'm going to make it more fun. Today, I'm going to talk about 23 things I've learned in 23 years. Now, for some listening, they might think, 23, that is so young. And I agree. I still feel like a 16-year-old most of the time. But when I was reflecting on my 23rd birthday and the things that I've learned... I had quite a lot, especially jam-packed into the past 11 years that I've been diabetic. When I was diagnosed, I had to grow up so quickly, and it's given me a lot of insight into the life that I want to lead and the way that diabetes has shaped my outlook on life. And I think it'd be beneficial to share some of those lessons because some people might need these as reminders, some people might need to hear these things. And I really want to be able to use this platform to help people, especially if they need it. So without further ado, here are 23 things I've learned in 23 years. Number one, let yourself feel, but don't wallow in it. I have always had really loud emotions and they come quickly and they go quickly. But sometimes I need to let myself feel those things no matter how much I want to push them aside and get over something. We each have a different response time and processing time, especially when traumatic things happen, like a diabetes diagnosis. I'll talk about this in another point, but I didn't realize how much I still needed to feel out the emotions of my diagnosis until I started therapy. But I didn't let myself wallow in it and I kept pushing forward to do the work that I'm doing to find a cure. Number two, don't compare your path to someone else's. You are the only you that there is. Something I learned in my time in pageantry and competition spaces is that one day someone might prefer something that is the opposite of you and that is okay. The you that there is is not inherently wrong, it's just different. And my path as a diabetic is going to be different from someone who doesn't have diabetes and has no one in their family with it. And that's okay. Number three, diabetes is trauma. And that's not a bad thing. It's just something to work through. Now, this is what I was sort of foreshadowing in number one. But I went to therapy about a year ago after struggling with some mental health issues, and I didn't realize how much of it was tied to my T1D. When I was getting more acquainted with my counselor, she started asking about my diagnosis. And that was the point of the session where I cried the hardest and had so much more to say than I thought I would. And what she told me completely changed my outlook on how I've been living with this disease. And she told me, your diagnosis 
is some unresolved trauma that you still have to process and work through. And at first I was defensive and thought, no, I have done all this work. I've definitely accepted my diagnosis. There is nothing wrong with my diabetes. I know where I stand. And then the more I thought about it after I left that first session, the more I realized how much of my anxiety stems from diabetes, how my whole perception of myself and the constant need to work came from, and it just totally changed my outlook. So if you are struggling with your diabetes, with diabetes burnout, your outlook on life, just understand that you are going through a form of trauma and it's not a bad thing. We just have to work through it together. Number four, every hard thing you've faced, you've dealt with. I'm still here on the other side of every adversity I faced and even the times it's hurt, I'm still standing. Number five, you are more, more than my diagnosis, more than the grades I've gotten in school, more than my accomplishments, more than any outcome I might see in any sphere of my life. I am so much more than that. No one is one thing, and we have the power to let things define us or not. And this year, I'm excited to really reclaim that power and continue to push forward. Number six, carbs are not the enemy. Obviously, as diabetics, we know we need carbs for our low blood sugars and to take our insulin, but I definitely had a skewed view of health and wellness after living with diabetes for so many years and going through puberty as a diabetic. And it definitely had harmful effects on my self-perception and self-love. And knowing that carbs are not the enemy (laughs) is a big thing I had to learn. Number seven, take your insulin before you eat. Your numbers are always better when you do. This is something my doctor has always told me and I just needed to really start doing it before. And now I take my insulin before I eat all the time and ta-da, my numbers are better. So please follow your doctor Don't follow my medical advice necessarily, but this is something that helped me so much and I had to personally learn. Number eight, you are not a burden to others. If they make you feel that way, that is their issue. I unfortunately experienced bullying when I was first diagnosed and it stuck with me for such a long time that I felt like a burden to other people because of my diabetes. There'd be times where I would try to hide my diabetes from people. I would go to the bathroom to take my shots. And ultimately, if they have an issue with it, that's not my problem. Number nine, your diabetes will not stop you from reaching success. Now, whatever your definition of success is will obviously determine if your diabetes stops you. But for me, success is the fact that I'm getting up every day and trying again to see better results and a better outcome. And if anything, I think my diabetes motivates me further to be successful because I'm not letting it get in the way of that. And that's one of the ways that I'm reclaiming my power over my T1D. Number 10, everything falls into place the way it's meant to. Whether that's not getting the job you really want, friendships dissolving, not getting into the school that you like, transferring schools even, been there, done that not seeing competition results you hoped for, or even being diagnosed with a chronic illness. Even if there are obstacles, 
I firmly believe everything falls into place the way it's meant to in that those things are ultimately meant to serve you in the long run. Number 11, it is not cool to not care. Now I teach middle schoolers y'all and (laughs) they think they are cool if they don't care. And that is not true. And it only reminds me of that further. And I know I was the exact same way in middle school and even high school, but I have made so many better memories and built a better network for myself by showing my passion and care for the community around me, for diabetes advocacy, and for my students. So I will always choose to not be cool if it means that I'm caring about something. But ultimately, it is very cool to care. Number 12, authenticity will always win out in the end. This is something I remind myself after every competition that I do, whether I walk away with a new title within the Miss America organization or not. I remind myself that being authentically me, a type 1 diabetic music teacher who loves what she's doing and loves uplifting others, Sharing that person is so much more rewarding than any crown I will ever receive. And in turn, I always see the best results because I won't remember how many crowns or sashes or awards that I get, but I will remember the memories I make, the friendships I've made, and the way that I will take those lessons with me to better myself in the future. And being authentic is the only way you can do that. Number 13. Finding a community that uplifts you is vital to surviving and thriving. The best thing I did after being diagnosed was reach out to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation in my home area and getting involved with them right away. I started on day two of my diagnosis journey with working with JDRF in my hometown and it was the best thing I could have ever done because I now had a community of people that understood exactly what I was going through. So in the moments where I was bullied for being different from others or I was struggling with my numbers and adjusting to this new life, I had people who could relate to me, who could help me and my family and ultimately show me that there are people trying to change this for me and for so many others who are going through the same thing. And that gave me so much peace in a time where everything was so chaotic. So I would definitely recommend if you are struggling, find that community. Whether it's a diabetic community, a community of people with shared interests, a support group, whatever that may be, find your community. All right, we're about halfway through, y'all. We can do this. (laughs) Number 14, Sharing your diabetes story helps so much more than you know, and the work you're doing matters. This is something I've had to remind myself multiple times throughout the 11 years I've been diabetic because so often it feels like I'm shouting into the void. People don't understand what we're going through. They don't understand the importance and urgency of this disease and finding a cure, and there's On a grand scheme of things, not a lot being done by others besides those who understand. And a lot of the work I've been doing by educating others, by starting this podcast even, is focusing on those people who don't get it and trying to help them better understand and break down those preconceived notions they have. And it can feel like you're talking to yourself so often. But I've also had moments where people have come up to me who are diabetic 
and are surrounded by people who aren't and have said, you have helped and validated me in knowing that I can lead the way for these groups of people who don't get it and help them understand me, see me, and value me for what I'm going through. And all of those moments just reinforce that I am doing positive work and anyone who is working for this cause, even by just listening to this podcast, you are helping and what you are doing matters. And I want to share that with all of you because it's always nice for me to have that reminder and all of you deserve to hear that too. Let's keep going before I start crying. Number 15, being visible on social media can be really hard. Um, (laughs) My advocacy work and being in the world of Miss America, I have tried to keep a presence on social media, which all go follow me. I'll put the links in the uh, description for this episode. But it can be really hard, a lot harder than I thought it would be. But it's also really cool to see how you can connect with other diabetics and form a community in that way. Number 16, speaking of connections, connections are the key to everything. And I don't just mean networking. I mean emotional and personal connections that you make. It kind of ties back to that authenticity. Being authentic with someone and sharing those vulnerable aspects of yourself are so important. And I've really learned that as a first-year teacher. I teach middle schoolers, and that's such an interesting time for people as they develop because they need someone they can connect to, and they don't even know it yet. So finding ways to connect with people, especially post-pandemic, it's a necessity. Number 17, process over the product. In other words, you win some, you lose most. And that's been my new favorite phrase because it doesn't matter how often you win or the results you see, but that you are getting better in the process. 18, your worth is not dependent on someone else. No one can tell me what I'm worth because I determine that for myself and I define what makes me valuable. Number 19, never leave insulin in the heat and have it with you at all times. It got really hot this summer and fortunately I never had issues with my insulin, but I had a few close calls. So please make sure you don't leave it in the heat. And also having it with me at all times is something important. When I was Growing up, and I was still really ashamed of my diabetes, there were times where I left my insulin at home because I was too embarrassed to bring it with me. And it infuriated my parents, rightfully so. Hi, mom and dad. And looking back, it's so silly, but I was going through a crisis that I didn't know how to work through yet. And I wish I could just go back and tell that girl that not only does she need to have her insulin with her, but no one should think differently of her because of it. Number 20 in the home stretch, you cannot control everything. As a control freak and perfectionist, that is so hard to hear, but it's true. I can only control what I do and how I react. I cannot control the outcome. 21, wear your crown every chance you get. You can take this literally, metaphorically, however you'd like. For me, it's a bit of both. I have grown up in pageantry and I also used to be a little embarrassed when I would see people I knew in public and I'd be wearing a crown and sash. But over the years, I've done more and more 
with that crown and sash to bring awareness and representation to diabetes. And I've become so proud of those moments where I wear it. And so getting every chance I can in to wear that crown and sash are so important to me. And even metaphorically, hold your head high, wear your crown every chance you get. Number 22, fake it till you make it. My life motto forever and ever. And 23, give yourself grace. This is one I also still struggle with and is the lesson I'm going to be taking with me probably the most in this year because I am my harshest critic and I'm someone who's always trying to get work done, whether it's for my full-time teaching job or for competitions or diabetes advocacy. Anytime I'm still, I feel like I should be doing something else. And I need to give myself that grace to know it's okay to rest, it's okay to make mistakes, and it's okay to take a day off. So don't be too hard on yourself. Always give yourself a little bit of grace. Okay, we got through all 23. I had fun coming up with these and just reflecting on my life and the lessons I've learned along the way, even in my short 23 years. And I really hope that you were able to take something away or at least have these as nice affirmations for yourself if you are listening. So thank you so much for being a part of my special birthday episode. And I'm so excited to be back and continue putting out some new content for you all really, really soon. See you next time.